Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today, I have a special guest on the channel, uh, George Martinez. George is an amazing guy, multi-talented. I could go on and on about his credentials and his abilities, but he is a CPA. We're going to ask him some questions that are going to help family law clients today. He has his own firm. He's been a certified public accountant for over 30 years, started his firm in 2001. He helps family businesses, uh, family law clients, all kinds of different entities. Uh, he is a graduate of the University of Central Florida, and he is, uh, again, a multi-talented guy. George, how are you? I'm doing great, Tom. Good to see you. Great to have you on the channel today. So you are a CPA. Um, how do you help family law clients using your abilities and accounting and uh, tax preparation and all that? Well, I think, uh, as you know, when you go through this process, the biggest uh, difficulty is uh, those financial affidavits for, uh, for families. And uh, how do you gather the information? What do you have? What's available? Um, it's, uh, it's a pretty daunting task. And if you uh, get too deep into it, you, you can get a little flustered. So really, the, the biggest thing is helping people understand where do we start? Where do we gather the documents? How do we do it? Um, and what's the process? And so we kind of help them uh, work through uh, gathering that type of information. In some cases, the clients actually have a lot of it. And in some cases, uh, if it's a client of ours already, we might have some of it um, available at our firm. Well, you're singing my language there because I always say, and I have videos on the fact that the financial affidavit is the most important uh, financial document in the family law case. And of course, we've got all that discovery and um, little known fact, I think it's okay to say you're a former client of the firm and you were amazingly prepared and organized. And I wanna know, um, how did you do that? And what can you offer to our viewers that would help them in that preparation and organization? Well, I think being an accountant, it's probably in my nature to keep records. Uh, so when it was time to prepare the financial affidavit and get supporting documentations, I already had um, bank statements going back probably five, 10 years for all of my bank accounts. And I had um, uh, past tax returns and receipts and accounting records and so forth. So for me, it was pretty easy and it was um, always available at, at, you know, just a click of a button, if you will. Um, for clients, um, uh, you know, uh, going, I guess, sometimes a little late at this point to tell them, but if they, if they have bank statements or they do electronic banking, it's pretty easy to pull down um, bank statements and cancel checks and things of that nature. Uh, if uh, and going forward, it's always important to let people know that they should be uh, uh, at least downloading uh, a lot of those records on a month to month basis in case there is a need, it, it, not just for, for your purposes, but I always tell people for financial planning purposes or for um, mortgage applications or anything like that, the, the amount of information needed is pretty substantial. It's good to, to have it at your fingertips. Yeah, that's great advice. And I, I think it's uh, it saves the client a lot of money because it saves the attorney or law firm uh, time in compiling all of those documents when they're provided electronically. We can put them in a, do a Dropbox. 
and produce them as part of mandatory disclosure, production, uh, and so forth. So that's great. So let's move on to minor children is a, are a big issue in family law cases and who claims the minor children for uh, dependency purposes. Can you uh, give us a little bit of tax input there? Sure, uh, and this is kind of a relatively new thing because uh, the law, the tax law changed when the tax law was passed at the end of 2017, effective 2018. In the prior years, uh, it was always a big issue as to who claimed the children um, because you got the dependency exemption and there was a, a, a dollar sign attached to each child uh, for dependency deductions. Uh, that dependency deduction has gone away, uh, but the important aspect of it is now determining how do you file. Uh, if you don't have any kids you're claiming, you would file single. If you have children that you're claiming, you could claim head of household. And the reason that's important is because of the differential in the tax brackets. So the tax rates and the tax brackets are more beneficial for uh, someone claiming head of household than for someone claiming single. So if you have two kids, it's always good to make sure that you uh, get at least one for that uh, dependency deduction. And if you don't, if you only have one child, then obviously we get into the issue of who claims. Uh, is it me? Is it you? Or is it the person with the highest, you know, taxable impact? Uh, but those are always important issues to to consider, uh, just from a from a simple tax deduction standpoint. Right. Uh, sometimes when there's only one child, we will alternate uh, the dependent exemption in even and odd years. Uh, if there's two, they can each claim one. If there's three, maybe they each claim one and alternate the third. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways of doing that. And it's pretty, uh, pretty valuable for and tax savings wise too. Let it me ask you this. I'm sorry, what, George? No, it absolutely is because the, the differential in just the tax brackets uh, could be pretty substantial. Could be pretty right. substantial. So that's, that's why attorneys need to be aware of that. And uh, in situations, bring in a CPA uh, to help advise um, let me ask you, George, usually or often in family law cases, the largest asset in the marriage is the marital home. And there's something in Florida called Save Our Homes. Can you tell us what that is? Sure. Uh, so Save Our Homes is something that most people really don't think about uh, when they're going through the process of a divorce. Um, and generally what that means is that there's a cap placed on the increase in tax uh, uh, liability for personal residents of about 3% per year. That's the max. And so what happens is you get the savings amount that is accumulated in your tax records. If you get divorced and you, you basically, one of the spouses keeps the home, uh, something that's important to do is to uh, put into the agreement that the Save Our Homes uh, savings will be split. And then there's a filing that's required to be done with the, um, uh, the property appraiser and the tax collector's office showing that that amount is split. So if you've had a home for a long period of time, uh, 10, 20 years, that Save Our Homes amount could be you know $100,000 or more. And so you could take that and that $50,000, let's say if you split it 50-50, could go with the spouse that does not keep the home. And then that could be used to offset 
um, the uh, tax uh, liabilities on the new home that that person acquires. And it is transportable between counties. So it's not just, doesn't have to be in the same county that you live in. So if the home, the marital home is sold, neither party keeps it. Can either of the parties uh, keep the Save Our Homes uh, exemption or uh, benefit and port it into a new home? Yes, so Save Our Homes um, is transportable. So it, it can go with the individual. And if it's, a, if it's there, then you can uh, contact the property appraiser's office and have that transferred. But once again, it has to be written into uh, the, the final agreement, the divorce agreement, because that will have to be submitted to the county as well so they can verify uh, the agreement that was reached on Save Our Homes. Okay, well, that's huge. And that's uh, thank you for that, George. So uh, final question I always ask, do you have a healthy tip for our audience? Well, I think the, the healthiest tip that I can give anyone in regards to what, uh, what you do is uh, to make sure that you keep your mental, emotional, and I guess um, your spiritual health uh, in line. I know for me, my faith is very strong. It was a, it's always been a big part of my life, uh, including you know with my family. And that was something that I relied on and leaned on quite heavily when I was going through my process. Um, it helped me keep grounded, keep focused, as you know, as they say in the good book, keep your eyes on God and everything will be okay. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing. We, a lot of people get sidetracked with um, other relationships or drinking or partying or whatever, and all it does is create more problems in the long run. Keep your, uh, your mental and emotional and, and spiritual life together, and you'll get through it uh, in pretty good terms. Right. And you are not only organized and prepared, you are um, solid, you are stable, you are part of the uh, team. We were the legal team. You're the fact part of the team. You're the organization kept uh, everything uh, really balanced and straightforward and helped your own case so much that way. And so, you know, the purpose of our channel is to provide hope and help to families to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. And that kind of input really is beneficial to our audience. So. Uh, if you have like, if you have enjoyed this, please like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell icon. Um, if you like this video, uh, leave a comment below. Uh, either George or I will get back to you if you have any questions. Um, so uh, enjoy it, George. Thank you so much for being on the channel today. Thank you, Tom. Great seeing you as always. As always, and I will uh, see everyone next time. Thanks so much. Bye bye.